Hey, it's John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and it's The Entrepreneurial You, the show for dedicated and passionate Caribbean entrepreneurs seeking daily inspiration, brought to you by author, speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur, Henneka Wakis-Porter. You must be prepared to ignite. Coming up on this episode of the entrepreneurial you we might have made mistakes in our past but that doesn't define us and so one of my biggest things that i try to get people to accept is accept your past see what you did and now you just need to make a plan to move forward there's no need to beat yourself up about it we make mistakes when we don't know better now you just need to get into the mindset that you are going to live a financially savvy life you're going to be prosperous you're going to make money you're going to build generational wealth And you're going to do it by taking the steps that are necessary to do that. And so I think people just need to get out of what I did wrong and just get into what I'm going to be doing right from now on. Hi, I'm Henneke Watkins-Sportle, your inspirational leader and host of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Jamaica Stock Exchange. And now let's go to today's episode. My guest on episode 69 of the Entrepreneurial You podcast is an accounting expert, the savvy accountant, CPA, CA, and certified financial educator instructor. She has over 13 years experience in the accounting finance world. She is the creator of the Live Financially Savvy podcast, where she enlists the stories of experts and amazing individuals who are living their best financial lives. She's credited with increasing her own credit score by over 110 points in under one year and paying off approximately $32,000 in consumer debt. And I'm talking U.S. dollars. I'm super excited to welcome Atiyah Brown to the Entrepreneurial You podcast. Welcome, Atiyah. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. All righty. Before I get into all um, the accounting savviness and all of that, let me <laughs> ask you, what is your best impression of Jamaica? I like to I like to call myself Trini Jaken. So I think I coined <laughs> that term. So my father is actually Jamaican and my mother is from Trinidad. And so all of my dad's family is from there. They're real Jamaicans. <laughs> and so I I'm pretty connected. I love Jamaica. I go there. I used to go there all the time when I was younger. Um, as I got older, I've started going to resorts more, but but I love everything. The food, like this is just part of who I am. Awesome. That's that's <laughs> very good to know that you're very Caribbean, yeah? Yes. <laughs> Caribbean girl. So we know that you come with the flavor and the energy exactly. and the all of that. <laughs> the spice and yeah. The spice everything nice. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> all right. So we're going to be talking about business owners becoming accounting savvy and not just business owners people in general right because we all have to do with finance but before we get into some of the things I want to ask you in your bio we talk about uh, your credit score being over 110 points in on the one year what exactly does that mean the credit score in the U.S. um, it's called the five go score so it's it was kind of created by two two individuals and it's a way that creditors decide if you're worthy for them to lend you money or lend you credit for you to buy stuff to get a house a car 
even to get credit cards, like they look at your credit score. And so it's basically a score up into up to 800, uh, 850, I believe is the FICO score. And so they basically see your worthiness on if you're trustworthy, if they can, if you, they think you're going to repay them back. And so they base it on this score. And so I was able to get my score to raise because I just basically took control of my finances and started taking control of and being intentional with my finances. And so I get into a little bit about that on my podcast because before I basically never really paid attention to my credit score. I had credit cards. So to me, it was, I guess it's good. And I never really looked into it. And when I decided to become intentional with my finances and start living financially savvy and getting a grasp on what I was doing with my money, I decided to pull my credit report. And that's where I saw that my score was at 637. And to me, that just wasn't good enough. If it goes into the 800s, I need to be somewhere close to that. And so (laughs) once I saw that number, I figured out how the credit score was calculated and how I can do things to actually help my credit score go up. So there's five basic areas of how the score is calculated. And the biggest area is your payment history. And so by the grace of God, I was always good with paying my credit cards. So I actually had like a perfect credit history, like payment history score. So I didn't really have much to work on there. So that's about 35% of the calculation. And so I actually had like an A grade in payment history, mm-hmm. which was good because I was always paying, I was paying the minimum. So I wasn't doing anything spectacular, but that is actually a good, it's good to pay the minimum when you're paying it. Cause that goes towards your payment history. And so I was good on that level. The next biggest part of the calculation is your amounts owed. So that's called your utilization. And so that's 30% of the score. And so I was doing horrible there. Mm -hmm. Like basically I was maxed out and I didn't even know that utilization was like a big deal. So I had to basically get that down. And so when I actually pulled my report, I think I, I did it in January and it was right after Christmas time and gifts are being bought. And this is when I was not intentional. So I bought gifts on Mm -hmm. credit. I was doing (laughs) the most. And so when I actually pulled it, it was probably the worst time to pull it because my utilization was like super high. And so I worked on getting that down. And so what I recommend people to do is to keep that 30 is what they say to do. What they say to keep your score high is at 30. But I recommend if you can keep it below 10%, I think you're golden. And I think that's the ideal place that you want to be if you want your score to increase and you want to just have it be positive. And so to keep it at 10%, I like recommend people to keep recurring expenses. So if you have Netflix, which that's another expense that I talk about another time. But if you have something like ne- like Netflix, you can put that on your credit and then you can pay that off monthly. So it's getting reported, but you're paying it off so that you're not keeping a, a utilization at all. I think that was a big factor in getting my score to raise because I was able to get my utilization down to 4%. And you also, um, in one year, was it in one year paying off 32000 in in consumer debts? Yes. So the story of how I robbed myself. So <laughs> I like that. I like to say Please that do tell. I robbed. Yeah. <laughs> so I like to say I robbed my future self because like I said, I had a good job. 
I was making good money and I just wasn't paying attention to what I was spending. And because I was, I had a grasp on my finances. Well, so I thought I was paying my credit card bills, the minimums, but I wasn't paying anything to get rid of it because to me, I was like, I didn't need to get rid of it. I had a good job. It wasn't, I had had zero creditors calling me. I didn't have any issues like that. So I thought it wasn't a big deal until after seven years at my last job, I was laid off. There was restructuring and it's not something you ever think about, right? So I didn't think that I would get laid off or else I probably would have paid attention to my finances more. It wasn't something that ever came up. It doesn't really happen in the accounting world. Um, We find jobs pretty easily um, and maybe we take that for granted sometimes. So anyways, I was laid off and I had a good, I had a good job, like I said. And so there was a severance package that came from my job. And once I got laid off, I actually had like an epiphany. There was a few things that led to my living financially savvy and credit wasn't high on the, so I was saving. So once I decided to start living financially savvy, I was saving more, I was investing more. So I started investing, I started saving, but I wasn't really paying attention to credit. Cause like I said, I was paying it and it wasn't something that was gnawing at me because I didn't have creditors. I wasn't Right, you didn't have them coming at your door and knocking yeah. and calling so you and you're hiding. Mm-hmm. In my face. Mm-hmm. Once I got laid off and I got that severance package, I decided I'm not going to be a slave to my credit card anymore. And I'm going to take my severance and pay my credit, pay my credit cards all the way down. And so I took my savings and I took my severance and I paid my credit down. And so that's how I became consumer debt free. And so I say that I robbed my future self because I got a pretty good severance package and I'm really into investing and building generational wealth. And it was my fault. Like there was no, like that debt was not good debt. It was nothing that was income generating for me. And I could have used my severance to put a down payment on an investment property. There were so many more things I could have done with that severance instead of having to fix my past mistakes. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I say that I robbed my future self. And so now I'm very cognizant of what I do with my credit cards and I use them responsibly. And so you have learned a lot and, you know, um, you did decide to, you know, make that choice to pay off your debt, you know, when others would perhaps, as you mentioned, go and do some investment, um, go buy something, you decided because you didn't want to have the interest being accrued and all of that. And you're, you know, daily because credit card debt is one of the highest, um, it, it, it comes with one of the highest interest rates ever, right? Exactly. That everybody knows that. So you have learned a lot from both the mistakes that you've made, the experiences you've had. And we're going to be talking about, you know, how it is that you're using that you're using your financial savviness right now to help entrepreneurs, you know, not make the mistakes that you make, but even, you know, foreseeing how it is that they can plan better, that the things that they can do better, um, better decisions, make better decisions where their finance is concerned. Let's take a break. And before we get into our ad and thanking our sponsor, I truly want to read, I want to read this review that came from one of our listeners from, uh, it was in iTunes and he's from Canada, Adam Earhart. And Adam says, a truly great show with an authentic host. 
Henneke has a great interview style and the show is fun and informative. Definitely worth listening to. So thank you so much, Adam from Canada. You could be the one to hear your review being read right here on the Entrepreneurial You podcast. All you have to do is show some love over in iTunes, leave rate and review. And who knows, you may very well hear your review being read. Listen up. If you are based in Jamaica, this is for you. The world needs your voice. It's as simple as that. So create your own podcast. Visit com and sign up now to your podcasting workshop. Increase your network and your network by connecting with global guests and an audience from all over the world. Hurry up. Spaces are limited. So sign up now at com and be part of the movement and ahead of the game. We needed to raise capital. But our experience with local financial institutions was that they were cautious and slow to act, and interest rates were far too high. We had real concerns about financing our business through outside equity investors and the possibility of interference. Could we get a fair valuation for our business? We had our own ideas about the business and its value. Should I go the traditional route of bank financing? Or should I try the Jamaica Stock Exchange? So we made a call and experienced transformation of our business through conversations. I'm John Mafood, CEO of Jamaican Teas, and we're listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Give us a call today at 876-967-3271 to begin your transformation through conversation. We want to see your company listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. We come right back. We are talking. I'm talking with Atia Brown, and she's an accounting expert. She has managed over just in on the year, actually, to um, increase her credit score by over 110 points. She has been able to pay off over 32000 in consumer debt. Clearly, she has a thing or two that she can share with you about financial savviness. And so I'm going to continue. I'm happy to continue my conversation with Atia. Welcome back, Atia. Thank you. What are some of the accounting basics that we should all be aware of, and especially entrepreneurs? It's kind of a tie between what I think is like the most important, but so I'll just discuss both of them. I think if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you need to Get your mindset around having separate bank accounts. I think that's a major key when you're starting a side business that you need to have your business and your personal accounts separate and you need to do that as soon as possible. Um, I know a lot of people that start side jobs, they tend to think that it's fine if they just use their personal credit cards and their personal accounts, everything is fine, but it just it's going to get harder to separate as you go on. And you want to just create that separation from the beginning. So I like to tell people, as soon as you're starting to get everything set up, set up your business checking account and your business saving account at the minimum. Um, I like to tell my clients to have an account that they're going to have for checking, savings, and another account that they're going to use for their taxes so that they're going to pay their taxes from that separate account just as an easy way to have control over their their money, but you definitely need to have everything separate business and personal. So I think that's a major key for entrepreneurs. And so I help entrepreneurs and average Joes. So my next important thing I think 
is creating your healthy money menu. So that's what I call a budget. And I think entrepreneurs and people who aren't entrepreneurs, likewise, they need, that's one of the first steps to start living financially savvy is to know what money is coming in, what money is going out, what you're doing with it and creating that healthy money menu so that you are able to keep track of your finances. Ah. <laughs> healthy money menu. I like it. <laughs> Thank you. It's like a that's like a recipe for success if there ever was exactly. one, right? <laughs> exactly. I know that everything starts from within. Everything happens in the mind. And I think a lot of persons uh, from the very get-go, you know, from early, have a negative attitude towards money. Um, because I don't think that we've been taught about money in school, you know, from, from the very early age, what are some of the, the negative attitudes that you have discerned and have observed that people have towards money that kind of land them in the situation that, you know, the, the unwanted situations that they get landed into? Yeah. So you, you brought up a great point of it's not taught to us and you don't know what you don't know. And that's why I'm so passionate about getting just information out there because I think our community is what I'm passionate about and this information is for everybody. But I know in our community, we don't talk about it as much as we should or maybe in the past. I think we're doing a better job now, but a lot of people just don't have any clue on how to budget, what credit is, how it's affecting them, how they're affecting their credit with the decisions that they're making. A lot of these credit card companies are going to colleges where kids just turn 18 and they're giving them credit cards. And so for them, they're like, oh, I got a credit card. I can just use money. And they're not seeing anything come from their accounts. So it's out of mind, out of sight. They're just racking up this debt. They don't have jobs, a lot of them, to pay it. So they're just affecting their credit score. And so I think it just comes from the knowledge, the lack of knowledge, sorry, the fact that it's not talked about a lot of people seen their parents struggle with money, so they internalize that as it's their fault, so they don't talk about it further, and they end up making some of the same mistakes that their parents might have made because they haven't talked through it. They haven't talked through solutions on how to not make the same mistakes. I know for myself, um, my first memory of money was at a birthday party that I asked for. My mom gave it. And I think I walked into the room at the wrong time when the bill came and her face looked, well, I don't know if her face was sad, but what I perceived as my birthday party caused her to be sad down. I, I don't know what I thought it was, but from that day on, I never asked for another birthday party. I, I was just so aware that Oh, money doesn't make people happy. So I'm just not going to ask for anything that costs money. So which leads me into what are some of the habits that we need to break in order to start living financially savvy and um, financially free? I think that we need to get over our past. We might have made mistakes in our past, but that doesn't define us. And so one of my biggest things that I try to get people to, to accept is accept your past see what you did. And now you just need to make a plan to move forward. There's no need to beat yourself up about it. We make mistakes when we don't know better. And so now you just need to get into the mindset that you are going to live a financially savvy life. You're going to be prosperous. You're going to 
make money, you're going to build generational wealth, and you're going to do it by taking the steps that are necessary to do that. And so I think people just need to get out of the what I did wrong and just get into what I'm going to be doing right from now on. Someone is listening right now and say, you know, um, I'm this I'm in this hole, this deep, dark hole that I can't seem to get out of. I'm in debt. I don't know how to control um, my debt. I, I get I keep sinking deeper and deeper in. And somebody's listening in now that wants a solution. Where do they start? Because they feel hopeless. Where do they start? I tell people to start where they are. And so I think the the best step that you can do is to know where you are. If you don't even know how much debt you have, if you don't even know how much you have that can be put towards your debt, how are you going to actually attack it, for a lack of better words? So I think you need to start creating your healthy money menu where you track what you're spending, you track what your debt is, and I tell people to list their debt out by lowest to highest. I, there's different schools of thought on how you can pay down debt, but I think the snowball method works well. So you need to basically list your debt out, see exactly what your number is, and that's very difficult. It's a lot. It's easy to say to do it, but it's very difficult to do it, and you need to be in your mindset that you are going to fix this, that you're going to conquer this, and it's going to be done. So once you get that mindset, you're able to look at the number and try to devise a plan to do it. So list your debt from lowest to highest. Once you create your healthy money menu, you are going to now know what bottom line number you have that you can actually work with to pay your debt. And once you figure that out, you pay your continue to pay your minimum on all your debts. And the way the snowball method works is you pay your minimum on all your debt and any extra money that you have that you found in your healthy money menu, you throw that to the lowest balance. And you continue to do this until the lowest balance is paid off. And then once that's paid off, you roll for you roll that entire amount to the next the next smallest balance. And this is where the snowball method comes because you're basically rolling all those funds to the next one and then that's going to create a bigger impact on that next debt that you're going to be paying down. And so that's what I suggest that they can do to get started. They first need to know what they're dealing with. A lot of people know that they have debt and they don't even know what the number is. It might be, it might not even be as bad as they think. It might be something that is doable that they can handle as long as they create their budget and they know what is actually coming in, what can be applied to what they can tackle it. My premise with when you prepare your healthy money menu is you're preparing, you're looking what's coming in and looking what's going out. And then you're able to make adjustments. You're able to see where you're spending that you can cut back on. You're able to look at monthly subscriptions that you're not using, get rid of them. And then that frees up cash that you can now apply to your debt. Mm-hmm. You know, Atio, I am listening to you and this conversation, this is a topic uh, with which we could go on and on, on and, and on. on and on. <laughs> it's like this is a never-ending conversation we could be having because there's so many other 
um, realms that we could get into. But of course, time doesn't allow for that. Um, just going to ask you to just wrap up with a one sentence and then um, to close off by sharing with our community how we may get in touch with you. For those who want to get in touch with you outside of um, this conversation, how they may get in touch with you, the, the various platforms. And if you have any event that you have promoting, we'd be happy to hear you share that as well. Okay, so thank you so much for having me on. Um, I really am passionate about building generational wealth and helping people live their best financial lives. And so that's why I created Live Financially Savvy because I want everybody to live financially savvy. And to me, that just means having control over your money, knowing what your money is doing so that you're able to control it and not have it control you. So you can reach out to me. I'm the Savvy Accountant on Instagram, on Facebook. So it's just the Savvy Accountant. My podcast is Live Financially Savvy. And so that's on Instagram and Facebook as well as Live Financially Savvy. And you can check out the websites. You can send me a message. I answer all my messages. And yeah, so just connect with me. I actually have an event called Nurture Your Finances. It's an event to help you create, grow, and protect your net worth. And so we're just going to help you basically do what it says, nurture your finances, because a lot of people take care of everything else in their business, but they let their finances fall by the wayside. And so this event is going to help you not to do that. And so it's in Orlando, Florida on June 23rd. So you can get information at bit.ly slash nurture your finances, all lowercase letters. Or if you go to my Instagram page, you can find information there. I'm going to wish you all the best with that event. Uh, Chances are it's going to air. uh, This episode is going to air post the event. But, okay. wait, but of course, what can happen is, you know, the follow ups and persons yeah. contacting you after um, because that is still key. There are so many persons who want help with their finances, persons in business for their personal um, uh, sake as well, as well as for their businesses. So thank you so much, Atia Brown, the um, financially savvy podcaster, the financially savvy accountant, the financially savvy person. Thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. It was fun. We have come to the end of another great episode of the Entrepreneur You podcast. Remember to subscribe in Apple Podcasts and download all the episodes that you would have missed if you have not already subscribed and downloaded the episodes and play them to the end as well because good stuff is always at the end too. So do that as well as go and leave a rate and review right now. I'd appreciate that. It helps a lot because I put a lot of effort into creating this free content and it does help when I know that it is of significant value to you. So show your love by going to Apple Podcasts and just leave a rate and review. And when you leave that review, do send me an email at hennikawatkisporto at gmail.com because I'd love to be able to read them in an upcoming episode. And if I'm not notified, I won't know it's there because unless you go into all the different stores in Apple, there is no way that I can actually know that a review was left or a current review was left. So it's important that when you leave your review, you send me an email, let me know about it so I can go look for it and read it live on 
an episode of the Entrepreneur You podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Henneke Watkins Porto. Remember, you were born to win, but to be a winner, you must plan to win, prepare to win, and expect to win. What good?